Good evening, everyone. I'd just like to thank Roy and the elders here for the opportunity um, just to come along um, and just to share a little bit just about what God um, has been doing in our lives and what God um, is doing in Dublin. Um, for those that don't know, um, my name is Stephen Hamilton. And as you know from my accent, I'm not from Dublin. And uh, originally from a little place um, along the, the mountains of Morn in Kilkeel. And uh, been left home, um, as it were. Um, maybe it's not called that my home anymore. Um, the home is where God is. Um, and that's where God is, has me there in Dublin. Um, but I've been um, in Dublin for 14 years. Um, it's hard to believe. Um, time goes by so quickly. Um, but one thing I can stand and testify is that God has been faithful. Um, and God is um, our provider God and has provided for our needs as we live by faith um, there in Dublin. Um, I thank God for um, Tanya, um, my wife. Um, she um, did come along um, to the lifeboat here um, before we met um, and got married. And before I, um, the Lord brought the both of us um, to Dublin. And uh, we're sorry she wasn't able to be here, um, but the children were still in school today. And, um, but she hoped maybe come up maybe tomorrow um, for a few days. Um, we just want to thank you um, for those who do pray and support the work of CF, not just in Dublin, but um, across this island, north, south, east and west. Um, and I thank you for those who pray personally um, for ourselves there in Dublin. I know it just encourages our heart, um, knowing that there's people who partner with us um, and are praying that God will, will come and move by his Holy Spirit um, as we open up and share the good news of the gospel um, for those um, in our clubs um, and in our outreach. The next um, picture, um, we praise God just for a little family. Um, Caleb um, is 10 years old, uh, Faith is 8 years old, and Matthew is 6 years old. Um, we just thank God for the little blessing um, that he has given us there. Um, they do grow up um, so fast, and uh, they are enjoying school and um, they are in their school and um, they're learning Irish and um, I just dread whenever they get a little bit older they'll be able to communicate with each other and I don't know what's going on um, but anyway that's the culture that we live in and um, I just thank God um, for them. Just pray for them. Um, it is difficult um, for young families, for Christian kids to grow up um, in this generation that we live in and in schools as well, and there's so much um, pumped, as it were, the government is trying to take control um, of all the education and pump it into the children um, at an early age. And we just pray that even our kids will be a little testimony um, and will not be ashamed um, to speak of the gospel and of the Lord Jesus Christ. And just a few little um, statistics. Um, I know in the greater Dublin, uh, or the Dublin area, um, 1.3 million people live uh, in that city. Um, we live in a little place called Lucan. Um, I did start off in, down in Bray uh, 13 years ago, but six and a half years. Um, the Lord moved us um, to a place in Lucan um, where we established um, kids and youth outreach um, in that area. Um, I'll admit it to say at the start, um, why God has taken me to Dublin is not primary to serve with CEF, but God has taken me to Dublin to make me more like Christ and to bring glory to him. 
See, that's where God has placed each of us, no matter in a job, um, in education, um, no matter where we are, um, we are to reflect his love and to show his um, grace and power through our lives. Um, and as a result, that people would see Christ in us um, and will be drawn um, to him um, through the Holy Spirit. But in the, the greater Dublin area, um, that takes in Wicklow, um, Meath, and also County Kildare, there's nearly two million people. Um, just to try to visualise that, that's the amount of people that lives in Northern Ireland. Um, it is a large mission field, um, but we just praise God for the many evangelical churches um, that have started, um, for little outreaches and church plants that are happening um, in and around the city, um, not just in Dublin, but right across um, Ireland. And we just thank God for that. Um, but what is one church among 20,000 people? Um, such a vast um, mission field. Um, and we're just praying that God will, will raise up a generation of children and young people um, that will go out to this generation um, and share um, the Word of God. Since um, COVID, um, what do you say, the verse probably has come quite real, um, where it says in Philippians 4 and 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, I know that everything was curtailed um, in the south, and there was a, a limit that we weren't allowed to drive past. The guards were out stopping on the road. Um, but as a result of ministry, and um, we did start up um, a YouTube um, channel just for the kids' ministry, and we brought the kids on to Zoom, and we had the YouTube, and we just thank God for that. I think within the first month, and there was a little girl that didn't come to one of our regular kids' clubs, um, but she became a Christian, and it just really confirmed that this is what God has for us. Um, I'm not one for standing in front of the camera and trying to record yourself, um, but you know, God just helped and gives strength, and we just praise God for the many lessons and many missionary stories that we're able just to put up on that channel. Um, we, recently, we did cover John Newton and um, the story about Amazing Grace. Um, we did um, Gladys Aylward, um, Helen Calberry, um, Fanny J. Crosby, George Mueller, Helen Roosevelt, um, quite a few. And it's just so encouraging um, looking at just the statistics on um, YouTube and our next slide. Um, it does show quite a number um, of people logging in from different countries um, around the world. Um, there I was thinking that God was taking me there to Dublin um, to evangelize and to, to reach out to the children. And yet God had that going out across um, the world. And we just praise God. And um, there probably is about maybe 50 hits every day on different videos um, that children are watching. And I know that God is able just to use a little phrase or a sentence or something that someone picks up um, and use that in their lives to bring them um, to him. Just something else that God has, has put on our heart recently in Dublin um, is that we would um, limit it to what we can do ourselves. Um, and teacher training is quite a, a big um, part of our ministry. We want to equip others and to equip churches um, to reach out and to teach the children. Um, as a result, we did run a, a family conference in 2020 online. Um, and then uh, last year, we run this children's ministry conference in Dublin. And there was nearly up in 50 different churches people came to it. And it was such an encouraging day um, where those um, had a, some training sessions and were able to go out and back into their own churches. Um, do pray for an event on the 6th of uh, May this year. Um, it's simply called Equip. 
Um, we're hoping again to run a conference and um, seminars. Um, I know it does clash um, with the King's coronation in the UK, um, but we're not loyal um, in the south of Ireland, um, as it were, to the monarchy, because we have got a higher king and we've got a higher calling. And there's a kingdom out there that needs to be reached. Um, and it's only through the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And um, we just pray for that day. Um, we're just putting the save the date out. Um, and we're organizing different speakers to come along. And um, we just want it to be owned of God. And as a result, whatever had happened at that conference, that God would just have ripple effects right across this island. Um, I know it's so encouraging. Um, we have um, been doing some teacher training, but um, we'll come to that in a wee minute. But it's just encouraging that God is equipping people right across this island um, to reach and teach this next generation. And, you know, just to hear even what's going on um, over in America um, in that university, and a little glimpse and a taste of revival. You know, God is preparing our hearts for something here. I wonder, are we ready for it? And, you know, I believe God is preparing hearts. God is preparing those to teach the children and young people that there be an outpouring um, even across this island of Ireland, north, south, um, east, and west. And we do have a number of regular ministries that we do um, every week. And we call these our Good News Clubs. And we do one in Jobstown every Monday. Um, it's a Nuri and Tala. And I would be involved in it. And we just thank God, all of our teachers that help us in those clubs. Um, all of those have done the online training that we have done and are part of teaching the kids um, there week by week. And we're probably between 20 and 25 kids in that club in Jobstown on a Monday. Um, on Thursday, Tanya, my wife, she does a club in Balgari. Um, again, it's quite a, a rough area in Clondurgan. Uh, there's lots of addictions, lots of um, antisocial behavior. And you know, your heart just breaks, you know, in the state where that club is, that there's many homes that are broken. And those children are growing up without hope. But you know, what a, a message that we've got to share and the hope for those children that come into that club is between 25 and 30 that will come into that club every Thursday. And we just thank God for the opportunity that we can invest and sow the seeds um, of God's word into their hearts and into their lives. And we know that in God's time that he will um, make the increase um, because the entrance of God's word um, gives light. And the other club um, that we do um, in Lucan, and that's the place where we live, we actually rent um, a Chinese church um, in Lucan. Um, there is a, a building there that we use. And uh, we just thank God. Um, I know last Friday there was 40 kids um, came along to that club. And uh, some of them is through um, contacts as us as parents with our children in school. And some of the teachers that have done the training that help out in that um, are great ambassadors and speak about the club. Uh, and it's great to see many children um, coming in on a Friday night um, just to be part of that. Just pray. Um, there is a quite an age difference um, in some of the clubs from 5 to 12-year-olds. Um, it's difficult to teach them all just at one point. Um, but also as well, we have some children coming with additional needs. and uh, That can be a challenging time um, as well. Um, but we know that Jesus left in 1909 for the one. And the one child is important. Um, and just to teach um, the good news. And just pray for wisdom. Um, just for the teachers as we um, teach those children um, week by week. Pray for a little girl, Sophia. 
Um, she is hoping to come to um, our camp weekend. I'll chat in a minute about it. But Sophia has recently come to the club with her sister. Um, but just asking so many questions um, just about God and about the Bible and just really searching. And um, just pray that there'll be a breakthrough um, just in that little girl's life and even into that family as well. Um, we do have a minibus in Dublin that God has provided. We thank God for. Um, I go into some of these estates and pick up some of the children. Um, in this Friday club, I pick up um, three traveller kids um, that live in an estate. Um, they can be quite challenging. They um, could take the eye out of your head if you want watching. Um, we do provide treats and things, and things can get lifted very handily. And they would, what do you say, have their treats and then come back and say, you know, I haven't got any treats, where's mine? Um, but yet all stuffed in their pockets or up their jumpers. Um, but yes, that's just looking at the physical. But you know, God will give us eyes to look at their hearts. And that's what God can do. He can change a life, um, can change that family, um, and just change that whole community um, where they live. Um, because we know that he is able. And we thank God for many of our youth. Um, those are some of the children that have grown up through our clubs um, just the past um, six years um, and through our camps that we've done since, I think it's 2012 we've started camps. And um, just in our, yes, just in that picture, um, this is our, our youth group. We did meet in our home, um, but then I connected with the church just a few years ago. And we just praise God um, every two Saturdays, there's about 70 um, young people um, coming along. Um, some of them are saved, um, some of them are not. Um, they're inviting their, their friends along, which is great. And uh, I, it's so encouraging, there's a little group that's up on your right-hand side. I'm just sorry that it's a little bit um, blurry, those pictures. Um, but uh, those are actually helping um, out in the club as leaders. Um, those are being trained and helped um, in the different things that we would have at the club. Um, but also, we have little Bible studies um, with smaller groups because it's such a large number. Um, and some of those young people are leading those groups um, and asking questions. And I know one week we're focusing on just how that we need to fill our minds with the things of God. And there's so much music and other things out there that, are, that young people are filling in their minds and, you know, one of the, the youth, um, one of those leaders came and said, you know, could we not start up a, a Spotify um, playlist and a YouTube playlist for those who are not on it? Um, so we can give this out to the young people um, so they can listen to godly music um, and fill their minds with the Word of God. Um, and that's what we, we did there before Christmas. And we just praise God that there is a number of them um, listening to that um, music rather than the music of the world. Um, it's been encouraging as well. Um, I know in 2020, the Lord put on my heart um, in January, um, which just was actually a little Bible app on your phone, um, just through the version um, Bible app. And I started up reading through the Bible in a year with some of the young people. Um, during that year, I had ministry on, on, online. Um, but the biggest growth I've seen in the young people, those that were reading God's Word um, on a daily basis, and it's so encouraging to just see the growth in those young people's lives. Um, at the minute, and we've done it once a year in um, the past three years, and I think there are about 10 young people on it at the minute, um, just reading a little bit each day from God's Word, and at the end of it, it's just a little comment they can put in how God has spoken or challenged um, in their lives. It's an opportunity for them to ask questions as well, and, um, or something maybe they might be 
off the rails a little bit, as it were, sometimes in some of the things they write in. Um, I'm just there, able just to steer them um, in the right direction. But just pray. Um, as I said before, I know God is doing something, and he's raising up some of these young people. Uh, and it's encouraging just to see their boldness just for God um, and to speak out um, for him. Um, some of the questions these young people are asking, we're hoping the next few weeks um, to have a question time. Um, but they've put in, you know, how can I put on the full armour of God? You know, these young people, Lord, know what it is to struggle um, in their schools, among their peers. Um, how is it, um, they also said as well, how do I get a closer walk with God? How do I stop sinning? How do I witness to my friends? Um, another per- couple of people wrote down, is the Lord going to come back again soon? You know, these are all questions the young people are asking. They're searching, they're hungry, they're looking for more. Um, just pray um, that God will just re- reveal himself to them, that they will have fresh encounters with God um, in their lives and that God will use them um, as an instrument in his hands. You know, it's so encouraging um, with our um, TCE training. Um, this is training that we're training teachers um, from other churches that teach Sunday schools and those who are interested in outreach ministry and evangelism, um, but also teaching children as well. Um, in the past, I know a number of folks um, did the TC course here, um, but it's encouraging. Um, since 2020, because um, we've moved it online, um, we have um, seven of those courses completed um, in the last 10 or 12 weeks. Um, it's an evening a week, half seven to 10 o'clock. Um, there's three classes each night, and those teachers would do some practicals um, as well, just to help them equip um, to teach children. Um, it's so encouraging. Um, not just people from Dublin are logging on, um, but with people from the north, with people from Donegal. Um, maybe you've heard before, it's a long way to Tipperary. Um, with people from Tipperary, um, Clomel, um, that have joined the training course. Um, with people from England um, have joined it. Um, friends have friends in Nigeria and Africa have joined that training course as well. Um, there was two actually joined from the Bible College I want to, um, New Tribes Mission. And um, it's just so encouraging. Um, one of them was going out to Papua New Guinea. Um, another the students was going out to Indonesia. And yet God was um, gracious that they were able to, to come on and were able to pass on um, what God has taught us um, to others so they can go out and to teach other children um, the Word of God and in the Gospel and we just continue just to pray that God will use the word. Um, as I said, um, there was, I think it was 160 um, people have done those courses. Um, and again, from over 50 different churches um, right across the south of Ireland. Um, probably quite a lot of them in Dublin. Um, but there is those that are scattered um, around um, the south of Ireland. And they just know that God is preparing um, people's hearts um, for never when he turns up. Um, that people are there prepared um, to teach and disciple children um, and teenagers in the Word of God. Um, there's one church um, that are using the CF curriculum that we have for teaching children. And this is what a lady um, emailed back and says, you know, we have been using these materials the last year and we find them to be brilliant. All our teachers love using it. Children are learning so much and there's lots of ideas to making it fun and interactive. And that's what we want. We, we are here not to 
start a church as it were, but we're here to equip and to help the churches that are there and to encourage them to, to have a children's ministry, to see the importance of, of investing in the next generation. You know, so often we can say that the children are the church of tomorrow. But can I say the children are the church of today? They might be the leaders of tomorrow, but no, if they are saved and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, they're part of the church today. And it's time that we disciple them um, in the faith um, so they can be little testimonies, even in their classrooms, even in their schools. I know we can hear about revivals in the past and what God did through children in prayer meetings and, and schools. And you know, God can do it again. Um, and it's time that we invest um, just in this generation. And um, for those that don't come to a regular club, you know, the Great Commission is in Acts 1 and 8 that we are to be witnesses, not only in Jerusalem and Judea, but also to the uttermost parts of the earth. And that's why we go out into the housing estates um, and do three-day clubs or five-day clubs. Um, children that are on church, children that even haven't seen a Bible before. And you know, what a... a privilege, but what a responsibility it is to go into those areas and to share the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it's been challenging at times. You do get some opposition. People don't want us there. But you know, there is those that there that God um, has us to be in those estates. It was encouraging um, in the summertime. Um, I know we want, um, had a SEA team. Um, a number of young people came together um, just to help us to go out into some of these estates in Tala, um, in August. And it was just so encouraging that we had two teams that went out and did six housing estates um, that week, and um, went in once every day. Um, they did three estates every day. Um, but out of that week, there was 190 children came to those clubs. You know, the majority of them would never be in a church. Um, maybe wouldn't come to a regular kids' club. But you know, they need to hear. And you know, how are they going to hear except we are sent? And how are they going to be um, here and share the good news of the gospel except we go? And you know, I just put a challenge out there. Would you like to go out of your comfort zone? I know there's a few people here um, that have been to Dublin before and helped us in the camps. Um, but I'm sure you know of others. Um, but you know, living in a culture in the north of Ireland, um, sometimes it's so easy. But you know, Dublin is just a few hours down the road. Such a great need, such a great ministry. But Lord, it will bless your own heart as well. Maybe you can share and tell others that maybe they would take that step of faith to give up a week in the summer, to come involved in a camp, come involved in an outreach. As, as it were, that Paul said that he would go and speak where people have never heard the gospel before. Where these people come along and we are amazed that parents don't know us who we are. And one club we went in this, year, this summer um, and a housing estate has just been built and families have moved in. And in that club in Tala, we had between 30 and 35 kids come along and sit on the mat. They didn't know who CF was. They didn't know who we were. But yet they came along and listened to God's word. You know, what a hunger there is and what an opportunity we have um, just to minister this generation. Um, CF also was involved in a project um, hope for Ukraine. And um, we all sure probably know of the war that's going on. Many of Ukraine families have moved um, to Dublin and uh, moved to the south of Ireland. And there is some families um, that are living in a hotel and looking um, there beside us. 
um, in the church that I go to. Um, there is a Ukrainian family that are with us um, probably the past six, seven years. And they knew some of the ones in the hotel. And we went along in the sum, um, before the summer and we did little clubs with them. And uh, as a result, um, we stirred up a Ukrainian club in our church. And we've, I would pick the children up and bring them along. And some from Selbridge um, who live there also come along to it. Um, there is a, another lady in the church that speaks Russian and she's able to translate um, as well. And it's a great opportunity um, that we can witness to those families um, going through so much. And what a um, difficult for them. Um, we had some of them um, Christians and they came and sung at our Christmas service at church. Um, and one of them just shared a little prayer just at the end. Um, but no, as she talked, she just wept of just what was going to happen um, and what was happening there in her country. Um, but just pray um, for their families. Um, some of the children are a little bit ruly. There's no father figure there. The fathers are not allowed out of the country. Um, if you're under 18, you're allowed out of the country. But if you're 18 or above and male, um, you're not allowed to leave. Um, but just pray. And um, we do that club on a Tuesday. Um, there every Tuesday um, there in Dublin. Just moving on, um, I mentioned about camp ministry. Um, camp ministry is such a blessing um, to have um, children out of their environment and bring them along to a camp environment. Um, over the past few years, we've been doing three camps, three different age groups, um, from 8 to 11, 12 to 15, uh, and a 16 plus. And we just praise God for those children that do come, um, for those that do profess faith and trust in the Lord um, at those camps and these are just a few of the sayings that some of the young people have said, you know, God has touched my heart this week and has brought me closer to him. You know, this week has brought me so much deeper with God. You know, this has been life-changing for me. We had one little girl, you know, this has been the best week of my life. Um, and others say, no, this has been the best week of my summer. And we've got parents taxing us and telling us, when is your summer camp? We don't want to book our holidays at the same time because the children want to come along to your camp um, and there to learn about God. We just thank God for the opportunities that he has given, for the open doors that he has given. And you know, all I can say is summing up in Psalm 118, verse 23, this is the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. And just to be a little taste and a little part of what God is doing, just as we impart God's word and the good news of the gospel um, to the children um, and the young people um, of Dublin. As I said before, if you'd like to partner with us, if you'd like to, to come to Dublin, um, that would be great. I know it's not possible for everybody. Um, there is um, a recent prayer letter there at the back. Um, if you do like it, you can sign up for it regular um, as well. There's a little um, booklet just on praying for CF. And there's a prayer card. And I did have um, there's a couple of little bookmarkers. Um, just as well, um, feel free, they're sitting at the back table um, and you can use them. There's also a little pen there as well. Um, you can take and every time you can lift it, you can think of us in Dublin um, and just pray for ourselves that God will strengthen us and um, that God will mould us and make us sensitive to his Holy Spirit in these days that we live in. And as a result, um, that children will come to faith and trust um, in the Lord Jesus Christ and God will build, build his kingdom um, north, south, um, east, um, and west. Just want to 
just conclude this little part and just to share just a little bit um, just from God's Word. And um, you can turn to, you want just a couple of verses I want to read from James chapter 5. Um, James chapter 5, I'm sure we're all familiar um, with the story of Elijah. Um, so many lessons that we can learn. And uh, it's just these couple of verses um, I'd like to read in James chapter 5 and verse 16, um, 17 and 18. So James chapter 5 and verse 16 says, Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The fact of a fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And Elias was a man subject to passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Just ending there at verse 19, we pray God's blessing on the reading of his own precious word. If I ask the question, how big is your faith? Are you expecting God to come and move in our midst? Are you expecting God to come and move in the Moy and the surrounding area? Are you expecting God to move right across this island of Ireland, north, south, east and west? There's a little story told here that two men went fishing. One man was an experienced fisherman and the other one was quite new to it. Their experienced fisherman was catching fish and he was taking them off the hook and putting them into his ice chest to, to, to keep them to take them home for later. This other inexperienced man was also catching fish that were, were quite massive, quite big. But every time he, he took it off the hook, he threw it back into the water. You know, the experienced man was quite puzzled and after a while he asked, you know, what are you doing? He says, throwing these good fish back into the water. And you know, this man replied, I've only got a small frying pan, so the fish wouldn't fit into the frying pan. See, sometimes like that fisherman, we throw back the big plans, the big dreams, the big jobs, the big opportunities that God gives. You know, at times our faith is too small. We laugh at that fisherman who didn't figure out all that he needed was a bigger frying pan. Yet how ready are we to increase the size of our faith and expectancy to what God can do. You know, God just wants us to take him at his word and what he tells us. You know, we read about great things of Elijah in 1 Kings 17, 18 and 19, and just how God worked in his life. But you know, we can ask the question, you know, how did Elijah know to stop, that the prey and the rain was going to stop from heaven? Actually, over in the book of Deuteronomy, it says if the people turned away and worshipped false gods, God said he would stop the rain from heaven. You see, Elijah knew what was on the heart of God. And you know, guess what God wants for each one of us? That we would know what's on his heart. That we would see, as it were, people out there, how God sees them. That we would see that so many of them are going to a lost eternity. And you know, God wants to give us a vision of the lost. He wants to give us a vision of the, the need that is around us. You know, as, as Elijah saw that vision or that need that there was, you know, God wants us to see that need. 
You know, three years ago before COVID came, I was speaking around a number of churches just like this, and God laid in my heart Isaiah chapter 6. And you know, I um, said at that time that, you know, just how King Uzziah died, and that got Isaiah's attention. It's like, what is it going to take that God gets our attention? That he wants to do something in our hearts and our lives. I didn't know what was going to unfold right across this world. But you know, it's so easy, yes, so many were looking to God through that time. But it's so easy to relax back into the old ways. But you know, God wants us to keep going. To keep persevering, to keep trusting in him. To keep increasing our faith, knowing that God is able to do the impossible. That he's able to do great and mighty things. You know, maybe God has given you a a vision of something that you've been praying about, you're seeking God about. And you know, maybe at times you feel like giving up. But you know, God says, keep going. He says, I hear. You know, in Habakkuk 2 and verse 3, it says, the vision awaits for the appointed time. You know, God is going to come. God is going to show up. God is going to move in our midst. And God is preparing and the church just at this time, that, that we would be ready for, for what he would in store. You know, in First Thessalonians 4, 5 and 24, it says, surely I will do it. You see, God is a God who keeps his promises. And that's a God that we can trust and depend upon. And you know, God wants us to give us a vision, just like he did there of Isaiah, a vision of himself, or a vision of God, a vision of himself, and a vision of the need that is around You see, whenever we think of revival, what is revival? Revival is reviving what's in our hearts, what God already has started. When we're thinking of the unsaved, that's not a revival, that's awakening. And that's what we need across our land for those that are lost, a great awakening. But God starts, first of all, with a revival with his church and with his people. And it starts with us. You know, Elijah was so encouraged, I'm sure, He had many victories in his life. Elijah was fed at the brook Cherith. He was fed by the widow of Zarephath. He raised the widow's son from the dead. He called down and far from heaven on Mount Carmel. You remember when he reigned again the seventh time and the cloud came and the rain came? You know, Elijah had so many victories in his life. You know, I wonder if we think back to times in our lives that we have called upon God and God has came and touched us. Maybe it's in a healing. Maybe it's in a loved one that's got saved. Maybe it's a circumstance we find ourselves in. You know, those parts of the journey that God brings us on are to encourage us and to to remember back that, that God is the same God. He's done it in the past and he can do it again. You know, we just praise God for the many open doors that God has given us there in Dublin. We praise God that he's the one that's able to give us the victory. You know, victory over temptation, victory over sin. You know, as it were, we're saved and that's great. God has delivered us from the punishment of sin. But you know, we're being saved every day from the power of sin and the grip of sin. That the enemy is trying to to pull us down and not to be effective in the ministry that God has called us to do. You know, we need to know that victory in our lives day by day that we can be those vessels that are clean and are ready for the Master's use. You know, God doesn't need to use us. 
but times that he does. I wonder, are we going to be those vessels that God said, yes, I can use that man. I can use that woman. I can use that young person. You know, God has us on this journey that we would be brought closer to him, that we would be more sensitive to the Holy Spirit and knowing his ways and we would hear his voice. But you know, among all those victories that Elijah had, you know, in 1 Kings chapter 19, it says that Elijah was depressed, he was discouraged, his life was gripped with fear. You know, he um, heard um, a message from Jezebel, that Jezebel said that your life was going to be like the, the prophets of Baal that he had slain just in the previous chapter. Um, I don't know why Elijah was afraid, but probably because he was human. You know, we're all human. We all can think um, of all the, the victories that Elijah received. We think, wow, he must be a great prophet. What amazing man of God that this is. But yet there we just read in the book of James, it says that he was a man just like us. Someone who had faith and believed in God. And that's what God just wants us to do. Believe and have faith in what he says. You know, as uh, Elijah was gripped with fear, you know, so many of our lives so often have fear. And hopefully you maybe remember this little illustration, but why do we have fear in our lives? Um, if you think of the word fear, if you take off the word F, what word are you left with? Is the word ear. What do we use our ears for is but to listen. So why we have fear is the voice that we're listening to. Sometimes it might be that inner voice. You know, Elijah had self-pity. You know, I'm the only one left. There's no, there's no other prophets around. You know, we can listen to the wrong voice and we can have fear. But we also can listen to the, the voices that are out there, the voices of the world, the voices of the media are trying to um, control our lives with fear. But yet when we listen to the voice of God, God takes away that fear and gives us faith. That's the faith that God is able to give. You know, fear is expelled. Fear disappears when we have that faith in a living God. You know, Elijah's life, um, although he was depressed, although he was discouraged, although he wanted everything to end, you know, God wasn't finished with Elijah. And you know, God is not finished with our lives. You know, while we're here in this earth, God has still got a plan and a purpose for each one of us. Wherever he's placed us, wherever that journey that the Lord is going to take us on day by day, month by month, where the Lord is going to have you to be, while we're still here, God still has that purpose and plan just for you. But you know, what was Elijah's recovery was, it says that the angel came and provided food. Yes, it's important to get good rest. It's important to eat properly. But you know what changed Elijah there at that point was that the angel came down and touched his life. And not just the one time, but the second time as well. And you know, I wonder, can you remember back different times over your life that God has came and touched your life? You know, when God reached down and touched those people while he, here, while he worked here on earth, they were never the same again. And when Jesus touches our lives, we're never the same again. And that's something we need daily in our lives, those fresh encounters with God. 
where our lives will be transformed, where our lives will be different from those around us. And yes, as it says sometimes, you maybe heard this phrase before, you know, we should witness to everyone that we come to and if necessary, use words. You see, they should know by our lifestyle, they should know by our life, they know by our conversations, they know by our deeds. What does it say? By their fruits ye shall know them. To know that we have the love for one another. You know, on this journey that God brings us on, you know, God still wants to speak. Remember, he spoke um, to Elijah whenever he was in the cave, or when he outside the cave, he came out of it. He wasn't through the wind, it wasn't through the fire, it wasn't through the earthquake, but it was through the still small voice. And that's the still small voice that God is still speaking today. But so often we can cram our lives full of so many things. Yes, maybe good things, but it's not the most excellent thing. It's to seek His voice, to seek His presence. And you know, as Elijah um, thought his life was over, thought that there's no point for any more, just going to give up, you know, God still had a plan for Elijah. First of all, he had to go and anoint the king um, of Syria. Then he had to go and anoint the king over Israel. Then he had to go to Elisha, and the next prophet. And you remember to anoint him um, to take over um, whenever God would take him back to heaven. You know, I wonder what God's plan is for each one of us while we're still here on this earth or before the Lord returns. I wonder what venture or what place does God want you to go? Yes, it'd be great if you could come to Dublin, you come to the south of Ireland, but it might just be across the street. It might be just to lift a telephone and have a conversation with someone. It might be someone in our family, someone that we love with, or we love someone that we work with. But you know, it's so important to obey what God's asking us to do. And I did grow up on a farm in Kilkeel. Um, whenever I moved to Dublin in 2009, um, I didn't have any hobbies and still don't have any hobbies. Um, some people said, what do you do in your spare time? And um, this was in the early days before kids um, came along. And uh, I always um, liked the farm. Times I went back to help out. Um, I was probably the machinery person on the farm. I loved dri- driving the JCB and the digger. And uh, I went back to help. Um, sometimes my brothers would have phoned, are you free this weekend to come up and give us a hand? And sometimes I would have rearranged my schedule, maybe just to suit. But I remember reading that passage um, in Luke chapter 9, where it says that um, no man who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of heaven. And, you know, God really challenged me then that, you know, God had called me and brought me there to Dublin to serve him there among the children and young people and whatever adults that God would bring along my pathway. You know, I was still looking back at the, at the farm. And, you know, I've been um, on the farm. I did a little bit of plowing in my time. And I remember those wise words of my father was, eye up two points straight in front of you and keep your eyes straight ahead and um, the fur behind you would be straight 
And uh, halfway down, I said, I wonder if this true, is this right? And I looked round, and sure enough, my father was right. And um, the line was straight. I said, that's brilliant. And I got down to the end of the, the field, and I looked back, and I went, oh, what happened? In the middle of where I looked round, there was a little buckle in the fur, and it wasn't straight anymore. And every time I went up that field, I tried to straighten it and tried to turn the steering wheel a wee bit to straighten it, but it wouldn't work. Every time there was that little buckle right across the whole field. But that was what God challenged me. This. You know, when you put your hand to the plough, don't look back. You know, what God has called each one of us to do is for such a time as this. And God has something for you to do. And at times, and we've experienced this probably in my life as well at times, that, you know, if you don't do what God asks, you know, God can ask someone else. And someone else will go and do it. Someone else will be that witness. But, you know, God wants us to be obedient to him. You know, whenever we are obedient to him, then God will um, even entrust us with greater things and greater responsibility. But you know, as we think of Elijah, a man of God, a man of um, great character, great faith. But you know, Elijah is like you and me. Let's pray that God will give us the faith in these days to believe the promises of his word and to see um, greater things in these days that we're living in um, right across and this side of north, south, and east, and west. And just let's pray. Father, we want to just thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Lord, we thank you for the, the lessons that we can learn through your word. Thank you for this journey that each of us you have placed us on and getting to know you. And Lord, we just ask, Lord, you just will help us, Lord, just to Cut out all those secondary things, Lord, that are, are least important. And Father, help us, Lord, to focus on you and you alone. Help us to keep our eyes, Lord, looking to you, the author and finisher of our faith. Help us to set our affections not on things in this earth, but, Father, on things of eternal value, of things that are worth and things of eternity. Lord, we thank you for this fellowship. Lord, we thank you for this church. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing here, Lord, in the in the people's hearts here, Lord, week by week. And Lord, we'll continue, Lord, just to pray, Lord, for that awakening or that revival, Lord, in our own hearts. Lord, continue, Lord, to mold us, Lord, and to make us more like Christ. Father, that we will reflect your love. Lord, that we will display your power, Lord, through our lives. And Father, as a result, Lord, that you will be pleased, Lord, to come, Lord, and awaken, Lord, our land, Lord, once again. Lord, there's so much darkness, Lord, there's so much evil. But Lord, we thank you that greater there is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And Lord, we just praise you, Lord, just for who you are. We praise you for each life here tonight. We praise you for those that are listening online. And Lord, we just ask, Lord, you'll touch us. Lord, give us fresh encounters, Lord, with you day by day. And Lord, lead us, Lord, to greater things because we know, Lord, that you're able and nothing is impossible with our God. In Jesus' precious name, amen.